KTH 910 AM interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Thanks for joining us as we spend uh, time every single week. They're always pre-recorded, but we uh, introduce you to folks here in the North Texas area that are doing great things, and it's very eclectic, and uh, as long as it's local and Catholic, it fits the bill. Uh, my name is Dave Palmer. Cecil Anderson is running the board, and uh, we have a very unique interview. I don't know if I've ever talked ever talked to anybody about this particular topic before, and it's uh, the Catholic art, but more specifically, somebody who designs and creates and produces and sells like Catholic uh, invitations and stickers and all kinds of uh, just cool things, saints and buttons and pins and all kinds of cool things. The company is called CatholicPaperGoods.com. And uh, the creator and founder of the company is called Sherry Van Vranken, longtime area Catholic. And she actually came in with her husband and her 12-year-old son. It's been nice to get to know her, and she's very, very talented. Maybe hard to convey it over the radio because you kind of see it, but I'll try to describe it as best possible. So, Sherry, welcome, and thanks for being here. Good to see you. Thanks for having me, Dave. Yeah, and so tell us about yourself. Um Cradle Catholic, uh, raised in a serious, you know, uh, like a really, you know, serious Catholic family. What was your upbringing and maybe some of your faith background? Yes, I grew up here in Dallas. I am a Cradle Catholic. I went to Catholic school from kindergarten through eighth grade at St. Thomas Aquinas. Oh, okay. Um, and we lived within walking distance. I have two brothers and we walked to and from school every day and to Mass on Sundays. Um, my parents are still in the parish and they're very, very active there. They're long time. Style hard, <laughs> die oh, hard yeah. Yeah. parishioners there. Did you always embrace the faith as a kid? I mean, did you did, did. you like it? Did like the saints and all that I kind did. of stuff? Yeah. I really okay. loved the nuns at St. Thomas. Um, we had some really great teachers there. Mm-hmm. Lots of good friends. And it was a small, little tiny school at that point. Yeah. You know I mean? And now it's one of the biggest in the state. It I is. Think. It's yeah. crazy to me how big it's gotten. But Between um, them and St. Monica, I think, are the yes. two biggest in the state. They're huge. Well, I was there in the in the seventies, early eighties. So. Okay, all right. So very Catholic upbringing, yes. and uh, all the catechesis and Catholic schools, and yes. uh, obviously that plays into a role uh, now. So you're married. You've got one son, and are y'all s- still members of St. Thomas? Is, no. Uh, okay. We actually now live in East Texas. Okay. We're building um, okay. East. Not east. Yes, east of Canton. Okay. So, uh, Bishop's, uh, yeah, we got Catholic Radio out there, 1430 AM and, yes. uh, the Tyler Longview, <laughs> little, uh, plug there for Catholic Radio out there. Yes. So, uh, yeah, well, great. Well, thanks for making the drive in here. I'd forgotten that you had told me that on the phone, but I forgot <laughs> about that. So tell us when the inspiration came to, you know, well, let me back up. This, this talent for, for artistry, was this something that you've always had? Were you, you know, when you were five or eight, you know, were you just able to draw things that other kids couldn't? Or where did the, when did you first realize you had this talent? Yeah, my mom will tell you it wasn't all that great early on, but I always wanted to be an artist. And it's kind of, wonderful for me that I, I really knew early on that I was just going to be an artist. I never really questioned it. I always yeah. knew that and I never swayed from it. I I never changed my major in college or any of that. Mm-hmm. I studied it in high school and kept on going. Um, yeah, but there, there's an innate talent that I, I, I'm convinced some people have it, some people don't. To me, I could take art classes for the rest of my life. I'm never going to be able to do what you do. And uh, so this is a God-given talent, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it comes easily. Yeah, that, that, that is. And then uh, at what point 
did you say, well, you know what? I'm going to use this talent and I'm going to start this uh, company, CatholicPaperGoods.com. When, when did that come about? Well, I, I started my own freelance graphic design business in 2000. Um, and that, that's a totally separate business. I do corporate marketing logos, branding work for small to mid-sized corporations and small businesses. And I still do that corporate work during the day. Mm-hmm. And I run Catholic Paper Goods and Homeschool Luke, our son, at night. So it's a very full and rewarding life. Um, back in 2014, I began attending the Walking with Purpose Bible study at St. Thomas, yeah. the women's Bible study. And as we prayed together at the end of every meeting, I started getting a nudge to use my design and illustration skills in the service of the church. But I had no, really absolutely no idea what that meant, and I kept praying for clarity. And this went on for a couple of years or more, and I kept getting a sense that I was supposed to be doing something for kids, but I still had no clear direction. So my prayer was always, Lord, you're going to have to be really specific mm-hmm. here because I am just not getting it. Um, and then in the summer of 2017, all three of us were homesick, and I took a nap on our sofa, and I had an extremely vivid dream featuring bold black and white greeting cards for First Communion, Confirmation, and Ordination. They were all arranged on our coffee table. There's your sign, right? Yeah. <laughs> I woke up and I looked yeah. at Brad and I'm like, it's Catholic greeting cards. So I started sketching everything out before I forget. And, um, you know, those were the very first cards I designed for my shop. And my goal was to offer modern yet classic Catholic cards and products with beautiful artwork that would appeal to all age ranges and fill the void, you know, create uniquely Catholic items that no one else carries. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's almost like that, uh, parable in the scripture where if you got a talent, you know, you got to use it, you don't bury it. Right. And so do you ever feel that kind of that, that holy nudge? Of course, God's like, okay, I'm, I'm talking to you in dreams. Absolutely. Let, let, let's because do this. I'll be honest, I kind of hid out in, in doing graphic design for many years. Um, I'm, I majored in, painting and drawing and my bachelor's degree is in painting and drawing and okay. I love to paint people but at that point in time it was a weird situation in college they were not encouraging of that in fact I had a professor that told me I had to get a gimmick that I couldn't just paint people oh, and that really? crushed me because a gimmick I yeah. loved as a kid I wanted to work for Hallmark be an yeah. illustrator I wanted to illustrate greeting cards or I wanted to, to paint the cover of Time magazine <laughs> <laughs> and you know my parents will tell you that's that was a consistent fantasy of mine yeah. um, well it could, could still happen so yeah. you know uh but yeah I, you know i wanted to paint people and i was crushed so for years and years i i just decided yeah i'll put that on the back burner and i'd always wanted to paint but i just wouldn't let myself yeah. so i yeah. feel like the this nudge was no accident yeah you know? now, like, now you, you're doing it you, you know big time yeah. and not only people but saints of course who are right. people but uh, and Jesus, who's a person. Yes. And so, uh, I, I, gosh, I, I can't imagine somebody saying <laughs> that, uh, not to do people. Uh, you, you've kind of hinted at this already, uh, but the education, you said you took some painting classes, art classes. Yes. Uh, so that was really to kind of hone the, your skills. Did you find that to be very helpful, uh, other than uh, yeah. the bad advice from one of your teachers? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. My bachelor's of fine arts degree is in painting and drawing. And, yeah. um, towards the end of that, it was right when computers were becoming a major player in in uh in the art world yeah. but, you know before that I, this is the 1980s i wasn't any computer skill at yeah. all but right when i graduated the adobe photoshop and illustrator and all those those software programs mm-hmm. were coming available and i thought oh man i need to i need to learn this because i need to get a job with an art degree <laughs> and so yeah. i stayed in school and did a master's degree in um graphic design and illustration. Okay. So I learned all the software programs at that point, and I was able to get a job in a graf- small graphic design firm after I graduated. Mm. 
So that kind of helped me as well because a lot of my cards in the shop, a lot of my stuff is typographical based. You know, yeah. I really love typography. Yeah. So and be able to arrange words in a beautiful way is, is a right, big right. The website is called CatholicPaperGoods.com. CatholicPaperGoods.com. I got to ask, you know, because a lot of what you do is not paper goods. You got right. stickers and you got pins. And so uh, originally, what are you thinking? Uh, everything I do is going to be paper-based? Is yes. that what it was? Originally, okay. I started out all there. And I will say, too, that they are not actually printed and shipped to you. They are downloadable PDF files that you can purchase online okay, okay. and immediately download and print yourself or have printed at an office supply store. Um, but if it's a, something like a sticker, you get, yeah, uh, yeah, stickers yeah. get ordered and mailed. They're yes. Right, okay. Yeah, and those okay. came along later. And a pen, you know, you're not going right. to print no, out a pen, yeah. right? <laughs> I do have, you know, pens okay. and keychains and vinyl stickers and t-shirts in the shop. Those so, are the, the a, lot, a lot of different products. products. Yeah. You were kind enough to send, you know, put together a little uh, bag of treats here and uh, just want to explain some of the things that I'm holding here uh, for the folks, obviously, that aren't able to see it because they're listening to the radio uh, and uh, just an array of the different products that, that you uh, sell through the website. Right. Okay. Yeah. Dave's got some saint stickers, um, individual saints, and they are their full body. <laughs> um, I have now over 260 of those that are all drawn by him. All drawn by me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're beautiful. St. Luke, Pope, St. John Paul II, St. Clair of Assisi, uh, 260 different saints. Yes. And okay. counting. I want to order uh, a whole bunch of St. Thomas Aquinas's and just kind of stick them all over the office. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that started, I started out doing the saints. Um, it was actually on a whim. I, I wanted to give my godson Peter uh, a trading card of St. Peter for yeah. Christmas, something different. I always like to try to make him something personal. Yeah. And after I got it done, I realized all well, trading cards need to be a set, not just one. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I added St. Luke for my son and then all four of his siblings, their name saints so that we had a set of cards. Yeah. So it's funny how kids will collect, you know, baseball cards, you know, mm-hmm. football cards, hockey. Uh, are they collecting saint cards? I mean, is that, I a, don't is that know. a thing? Seems like a homeschool so. thing. I hope so. Because yeah. I have them in the shop now by month and I, I, I started um, posting them on Instagram yeah. and they got to be very popular. I started getting requests. Can you I, draw this saint? Can you yeah, draw? and then as a new saint is canonized, like a, right. like a, like a Carlo Acutis exactly. or something like that. Uh, people are like, hey, did you get the Carlo yes. Acutis card? You know, yes. uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the 1954 Mickey Mantle card or, yeah. you know, uh, is everything you do Catholic? Uh, do you yes. do anything secular any longer? Uh, as far as no, this, not this, on this okay. side. No. Yeah, right. Everything okay. is uniquely Catholic. Wow. That, that is amazing. So, uh, and you've got, um, well, tell us, uh, what, what these, uh, this is. Oh, I have, that's a keychain with the St. Benedict medal. Okay. And it's illustrated kind of in a woodcut style. And then you got an acrylic uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe it's pen, Guadalupe and that could be pen. put on a lapel. lapel or, kids put them on backpacks or purses. Yeah. Do you, do you find most of your customers are like homeschool families or, you know, Catholic schools or who's a typical yeah, client? it's a broad range. Um, it's, I think it's pretty well divided in half between moms with homeschool kids or, yeah. or DREs and, and Catholic school teachers. I've, I have a lot of coloring pages yeah. and activities for kids that are downloadable. So, you know, my hope was if, you know, you're lesson planning, you can just download it and print it off and hand it to the classroom or your kids in homeschool and you've got something to do for that day on a Saints Feast Day. Have you ever, uh, I'm just 
thinking out loud here, but uh, have you ever set up at like a Catholic homeschool conference back in the day when they were actually having physical no, in person? No, I haven't. I see you'd be a, you'd be a hit there. I mean, I, with all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, I've done um, a couple of retreats in the Tyler Diocese, set up a booth there, and yeah. done other little events like that. But um, I haven't done anything on a large scale. Okay. Primarily because, well, I do have some printed cards that I will have in person for shows like that. But since most of my stuff is downloadable, yeah. I haven't. Uh, yeah. Um, this is the the season of sacraments. You yes. know, as we uh, we're recording this in the spring, and of course, first Holy Communions and confirmations, and also weddings. A lot of people like to get married in the late spring and early summer. Um, what do you have that's connected to sacraments? I have downloadable greeting cards um, with they're clearly marked with trim marks to show you where to cut and fold them after you print them at home. I've got several different options for first communion, confirmation, and um, ordinations, both priestly and diaconate. Um, I also have those stickers, as we've talked about, that would make great gifts to go with the cards for either confirmation or, you know, you could do, get your confirmance uh, saint that they chose and our first communion name saint, any yeah. of that. And then um, the the magnets, the keychains, any of those things would make great yeah. little religious gifts to go with there. I do have stickers of monstrances and yeah. that type of thing. What, um, what if somebody like, you know, they, their their nephew is being confirmed, like in, in my case, I'm the, the going to be the confirmation sponsor of my nephew later this uh, this month. And it's kind of a one-off, you know, I want to get one card and you go to Kroger, Walmart, you're right. not going to find anything really that Catholic. Do you do the one-offs? I mean, can I somebody do. just download one thing or, or does yes. it have to be like in groups? No, you can just di- download one item at a time. They're all individually listed. Um, for uh, cards mm-hmm. and such. I also, I mean, I, I have custom invitation templates that yeah. for First Communions, baptisms, and confirmation. So they'll ha- I will hand letter the child's name and the date of the sacrament yeah. on there. Oh, and wow. You can so use it as a greeting card, but you could also frame it and give it as a gift, as a keepsake. Oh, wow. Um, wow. I, uh, I, I would like to do that. I'd like to do something individualized. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll talk yeah, to you about that. Yeah, you have to look at that, that later, yeah. <laughs> okay, that would be a whole different conversation. Uh, we mentioned the, the, the full-bodied stickers of the saints. What else do you have? I think you said 260 of them for the saints. Yes. What else, uh, you know, as far as... You know, uh, you know, special f- saint feast days or patron saints or or what have you. What what else is yes that? for each of the saints? I have a five by seven color version of a greeting card. A lot of people have requested an eight by ten or larger, and and if, uh, absolutely do custom orders. So if any you know thing is and that you need isn't in the shop. You can message me, and I can okay. easily give you a quote and put that together for you. Um, but the saints, I have yeah the stickers. Yeah, and coloring pages, downloadable black and white coloring pages. Those are very, very mm. popular, as well as activity sheets. I've got like a a word game with this, the litany of St. Joseph, and there's a Divine Mercy chaplet page that, that has um, St. Faustina along with the, the rosary and an explanation of how to pray the chaplet. You can also use it as a coloring page. Okay. Um, Catholic Valentines with the Saints are my biggest seller. Oh, is that I right? mean, who yeah. would have thought? Yeah. They're... they're printable for up to a page and it's got different saints and um, a quote about love from each yeah, of the saints. Yeah. And then, I can just think of all kinds of things. Uh, I, I think every time All Saints Day rolls around and All Souls Day, yes, uh, you know everybody's got all the, the the scary, goofy stuff in their yard and all that. And it seems like it's a great opportunity to to teach people, even trick or treaters, about saints. Right. And I mean, I don't know if you have anything like that. Yeah, that's like, funny you mentioned it. Yes, okay, I do. What do I you have, have an All Saints Day party invitation because okay. they're very big with our homeschool group and other in Catholic schools. So yeah. 
it's got um, an image of hundreds of saints in it, and there's also I've also got a huge poster. Um, and I do have some products that are coming up for this year's All Saints Day. I'm not going to divulge mm-hmm. what they are just yet, but those are coming, and, and I, uh, I'm excited about that. Some games. Yeah. Do you ever do stuff like, you know, let's say when the same Mother Mother Teresa was canonized, and, you know, everybody's talking about Mother Teresa or John Paul II or hopefully one day Fulton Sheen or Mother Angelica. Right. Do you ever, like, capture that moment and create yes. something, you know, for, yes. for that occasion as people are getting all excited about it. Right. When um, yeah. Blessed Michael McGivney was beatified, I yeah. did, I um, offered a free coloring page that you could download from my Instagram Yeah, page. well, the Knights and, of Columbus should have been all over Yeah, that. yeah. And I, I, same with Blessed Carlo Acutis. I, I did the same You got something thing. for him, too. For his, the day of his beatification. Oh, that's Offer a, them free um, to Instagram followers. Uh, very interesting. If you're just tuning in, this is the interview of the week here on KTH 910 AM. Sherry Van Franken, uh, longtime area Catholic, and uh, she's from actually the Tyler Diocese, but she's here in studio with uh, me today along with her husband and uh, son who are not in the studio, but they're here in the building somewhere, uh, probably in the, in the in the kitchen or something. <laughs> uh, CatholicPaperGoods.com is a website. There's a lot there. You know, as soon as you go to that website, you're going to see instantly, you don't even have to click anywhere. You're going to see all kinds of products. And it's just amazing. I admire so much the talent you have to be able to do this. So uh, you create this all yourself. Yes. Um, obviously, you know, you didn't create the image of Mother Teresa or John Paul II. Are there any copyright issues you have to deal with? Or as long as you're making your own artistry, it's fair game? Right. Or, or tell me about that. Yeah, I work from photos of the ones, that, obviously, the modern saints that we actually have images of. Um, but, you know, saints from centuries ago, I kind of pray about it and make yeah. it up as I go. I do use some references images so that I can get proportions correct. Um, yeah. And Luke and, and Brad serve as hand and feet models often for me when I want them to hold the closure <laughs> just the right way. <laughs> hand and foot models. I yes. like that. Uh, you know, we, uh, we're not currently homeschooling, uh, well, like kind of our, our son, but uh, I'm thinking of homeschool you know, families, homeschool moms who do most of the teaching are always thinking of of ways to be creative, ways of teaching the faith. And you've already kind of touched on this a little bit, but what other products would you suggest for a homeschool parent uh, who wants to maybe, maybe, uh, you know, help teach the faith with some of these products? You mentioned the, the, the coloring books. I got right. the stickers, you know. Yeah. And I've got Saint trading cards and Saint flash cards, and I've organized those by months. So, um, they, you know, they're categorized in the shop as sets. And if you buy the color versions, and again, these are all printables at home. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the Saint facts on the back side. Yeah. You know, and, uh, the image of the saint in color on the front. And then there are, bundled with that are the black and white coloring pages of each of the saints featured for that month. Okay. And, um, I try to offer items separately, but also bundled at a, at a cut rate for bigger packages of stuff. Um, there, I also do have a May crowning coloring page that includes little crown templates in different sizes that your kids oh, can color and create a crown for home statues. Yeah. That type of stuff. I mean, I'm always looking for suggestions. Um, I really, I'm open to that. And some of the most creative items in the shop are honestly things that people have requested. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been many of those. And so I'm always open and welcome. Yeah, that type of thing. yeah. How many hours a day do you devote to this? I mean, it seems like a like a lot um, of a lot of work. I know a lot of the it's already been done. You have the templates and all that. You just have to print it yeah. out. But uh, is it a constant? 
process? Of- it is, and, and I've kind of had to cut back a bit and take a break for the past few weeks because I just I've been staying up too late drawing because yeah. I tell me about because I would do the corporate work and homeschool during the day. The vast majority of this is done after everybody goes to bed. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's the best time to to, yeah. time to work. Yeah, I don't know, maybe two to five hours a day. I yeah. don't know. I yeah. Uh, I mentioned the website, uh, catholicpapergoods.com, catholicpapergoods.com. When people visit the site, what are they going to see? What do they do? Is the down, a lot of people are intimidated by, you know, I got to download, you know, is right. it going to be easy? Is it a quick click and print or, or how complicated is the process? It's pretty simple. Um, you get an immediate email that sends you the download link. And then if they're all PDF files that you can download on your computer, they've got trim marks and fold marks. Um, and if you're intimidated by that, you can take it to a local office supply store and Mm -hmm. that's not a problem. Um, I've had very few people message me with questions. The only time that it's upsetting for people is when they don't read bold that this is a downloadable item, no product, physical product will be shipped. So, um, I, I would love to be able to offer printed materials eventually, but or right now it's complicated it's complicated it? yeah. and yeah the inventory stock stocking all that and, mm-hmm. yeah but, I mean, well, it's, it's easier for you because you don't have to have any you know storehouse and right, all the products right. and all that kind of thing and i'm i'm older but a lot of my my uh customers are much much younger and they're digital savvy yeah. so there's not yeah. really an issue with that Cicel was saying before we started this she went to a Bookstore, I think in Tyler, and got a, a, one of your stickers uh, that says "Behold your mother." Do you sell bulk to? Uh, oh, I know you don't have the, the physicals. Do you have customers that are Catholic bookstores? Or I do. These yes. kind of stickers are they across the whole country or just yes, regionally or, I do. or what? Okay. People have reached out. I do um, offer wholesale. Uh, I don't need to update the catalog, but I do have a wholesale catalog for people that can con- you know contact me. And I've sold to Catholic summer camps and to. Um, Catholic bookstores and and stores at, at shrines yeah. across the country. I mean, gosh, Catholic uh, Catholic schools. Uh, you know, I'm thinking, right. I remember when I was a kid, and you do a paper and you do a good job. The the teacher would put a little sticker on it, and that that meant yes. you did well. Can you imagine getting a sticker of a saint on there? Maybe even your own namesake <laughs> saint, <Yes>. or <laughs> what? What a cool surprise that would be. So, I mean, teachers really should capitalize on this. Uh, th- this is this is just great. Uh, parishes, diocese, all the above, the yes. Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have had, uh, have um, you made anything for Pope Francis? Or do you have, do you, <laughs> no. do you have a Pope Francis uh, sticker yet? I or? don't actually. Okay. Yeah, interesting. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for um, coming in and using your talent. Is there anything we didn't mention that you'd like to convey to our, our listeners? I I think you just have to go online and see this stuff. It's hard to convey it on the radio. Uh, I really appreciate you bringing these in because this uh, obviously being able to hold this and see it you know firsthand uh it's a great blessing i got to mention because you've got one uh, you know my my daughters have the big hydro flasks the, the you know the some people have the yetis or whatever and nowadays everybody wants to put all these stickers you clearly right. put stickers <laughs> on yours because you've got about 10 stickers on yes. yours so if i see mother <laughs> Teresa, uh this is a cool gift especially for teenagers or yes. anybody for that matter because that's the thing these days you put yeah. you put stickers on your your big water uh right. you know, mug so Hey. Yeah, when I was a kid, this t- sort of thing didn't exist. Yeah. So I'm really happy that, you know, there are so many artists that I've met through social media. And I really feel like we have got this army of Catholic artists and writers that are out to help the turbulent times we're in, put this sort of stuff before kids and keep the faith forefront. Yeah, in fact, my my daughter has a sticker on hers that says, God is good. 
And I wonder if it's your sticker. Uh, ah. If she got it somehow and it came around to her. I don't know if you do that one or not. Uh, well, Sherry, thanks so much. Um, really appreciate you coming in. Great to meet uh, your husband and your son as well. Uh, CatholicPaperGoods.com. CatholicPaperGoods.com. Uh, my guest has been Sherry Van Vranken. And um, visit the site. I think you'll be glad you did. And support her because she's a you know local Catholic trying to raise a son and you know get by. And we want to support all these great Catholic uh, businesses as much as we can. Uh, appreciate you coming in. Good to see you. Thank you, Dave. Thanks appreciate to Cecil, and thank you for listening. And if you have any suggestions, reach out to me just like Sherry did. And uh, would love to talk to you if you have some topic or news or event or group that's Catholic here locally. Um, we'd love to talk to you. Just to reach out to me, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. This is the interview of the week here on KTH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Have a great rest of your weekend. God bless you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Diane is running the board. I'm Dave Palmer, the host of this program. And uh, I have a most interesting guest to introduce you to uh, over these next 25 minutes. And uh, he and I have been chatting in the studio. Uh, I told him I could probably sit and talk to him for, you know, for eight hours. Uh, he has such a, so much, such an interesting life that he has lived so far. His name is Saint, uh, <laughs> no, not Saint. He's not canonized yet. <laughs> Ron Saint Angelo. And, uh, he is, um, let, let's just kind of start with uh, the main reason we're talking is that he has had an exhibit of photography uh, called the, the Ron St. Angelo Collection of Iconic Photography for the Catholic Church that um, is and will be for a while at the University of Dallas. Um, depending on when you're hearing this recording, uh, it's going through uh, early May of 2022 at the invitation of uh, President Jonathan Sanford, who, of course, is no stranger here to the studio. So in addition to that, uh, Ron St. Angelo, uh, for many years, was the official photographer of the Dallas Cowboys, has taken some very iconic photographs of the Cowboys, ones that you've likely have seen. You just never knew that you were ever going to hear the uh, <laughs> the photographer being interviewed on Catholic Radio. He's also a member of uh, Modern Day Latin Mass Parish. And, uh, wow, what have you not done? So, Ron, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Dave. Big yeah, fan. Let me uh, just, uh, you're born, raised in Texas, right? You're a Texas guy. Beaumont, Texas. And where'd you go to school? Um, Beaumont High for high school. Okay. Uh, University of Houston uh, for college with Robert Newhouse. I was there when Robert was there with the so Cowboys. He's, so he's, he was, a, he's a football star. There. He was a star running back uh, for the Cougars back then. Okay. And then now I'm at University of Dallas, uh, a student in the theology philosophy uh, department. Yeah. When did you begin to have an interest in photography? When did, did that bug hit you? High school. Yeah. And we basically, there was an instructor there that wanted to start a department. I was a junior, I think. And actually, I was a sophomore. And because we built it that summer, the department, they gave mm -hmm. us a room. We built a dark room and studio, all that. Yeah. And then we, I had two years of photography. And what, what was it that, that interested you? You've got a photographer has to have a curiosity about a lot of things, right? And you have to be, you have, it's almost like you have to have a zest for life, right? You have to be able to see things that maybe other people don't notice. Would that be accurate to say? It is. And this is, where it ties into my Catholic faith. Yeah. Because as a professional, 
And as even someone just wanting to learn photography, you start as a trained observer, Mm -hmm. you start looking at things um, from almost every angle, not just the the exterior. Um, And one of the things that over the years for me is I see through the beauty of creation – uh, God's revelation. Yeah. Now, he revealed himself to me in, through the camera, through observing all sorts of, like we talked about, landscapes, um, situations that I've been in, just photographing people even. Yeah. Um, and when I started photographing, I was like one of the original members of Modern Day when we were at the Carmelite Monastery here oh, in yeah. Dallas. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. And... I became very friendly with the Mother Superior over there. Mother, well, Mother Juanita? That, she, Mother yeah. Juanita and before her Mother Mary. Yeah. Um, they're all really close friends of mine. And that little chapel over there is, I was talking to Richard Doherty, another uh, UD professor yeah, yeah. and uh, member, and we were at my exhibit reception the other day talking about that little chapel over yeah, there. Yeah. It's just magical. But... I wanted to start photographing, you know, like the mass, the priests, and things like that. I didn't know how to do it. So I, I talked to Mother Mary. I was afraid to ask the priest. And I said, would you ask? And Because that way he could tell her no if there was a problem. Yeah. And he agreed to let me photograph him. That was mm-hmm. actually my first official, like, posed Catholic portrait, yeah. as it were. yeah. And so of the I, actual mass itself? No, or, uh, not just, initially. Just initially, okay. he came in by himself, and we were talking before um, the photo shoot about you know how to do it and everything. And I had a couple ideas, and he said, well, I'm normally not going to be vested because I'm not celebrating the mass, yeah. so, but I could wear my cassock, you know, which is a beautiful long cassock. Um, and if anyone wants to see any of these pictures, you can see them at sublimemystery.com, all my Catholic work, and put a visual to the things we're talking about. Um, so I was talking to him about it, and it turns out he actually made the cassock. And I, I got to talking to him because I didn't know this about him. He was a tailor for other priests. Mm. So he's made like these beautiful vestments along with cassocks and other like liturgical uh, garments for the Latin Mass, for yeah. the, the order he's in, which is the FSSP order yes. uh, of priests. And it was so interesting because at the time, I was a professor at the, an adjunct professor at the Art Institute of Dallas. And I happened to mention it during a like one of our like board meetings for photography to one mm-hmm. of the other ladies there who was in design. And she said, do you think, because I told her about this Taylor Priest, and she said, do you think he would be willing to come talk to my class? Mm. And I said, I'll ask him. And, and I asked him, and his name's Father Tara. I don't know if you remember oh, him. Oh, yeah, Joseph Tara. Yes, yeah. good friend of mine. Yeah, he was in that uh, horrible accident Absolutely. incident out in, west. Yeah. In Arizona, yeah. in Phoenix. Um, such uh, an amazing story itself. Um, but anyway, he went out there. And he he loved 
like interacting with those kids. Yeah. You know, they're all young people. We had a lot of veterans coming in. Uh, I met a lot of veterans, and I'm a veteran. Um, and there were a lot of veterans. In fact, one of my closest friends and former students uh, was a chief petty officer on aircraft carrier. Um, and he was a photographer, chief yeah. petty officer photographer in the Navy. Now, look, can I ask you, the, the, the pictures that are on display at UD, uh, what, what, what's, what are these comprised of? Are it's these- going to be a combination of the kinds of work that I've done uh, at the Latin Mass, the, uh, the cathedral. I do a lot of work uh, around the Guadalupe celebration uh, of our beautiful cathedral, uh, the the cathedral shrine of the Virgin of Guadalupe in downtown Dallas. There is um, a photo I did that's at the exhibit. It's an exterior view showing the entire bell tower. It's kind of an interesting backstory, and this is a lot of the way that I feel inspired by God. I was up there. I decided I wanted to get an outside view of the entire cathedral from the front. And there was an office building across the street. And I decided I'd go up there one day and see if I could find a window that overlooked the cathedral. And I I looked three or four floors, around 14 floors high over there. And I couldn't find an empty office or one that I could get into. And, <coughs> excuse me, um, finally, I was just having no luck and there was no one around. So I was about to give up. I started heading back toward the elevator, and it opened, and uh, a man walked out, and he walked past me, and he's walking down the hall, and something in my mind told me, go talk to that man and ask him if he knows someone up here. So, and to me, that's like God telling me, go talk to him. And so I kind of ran him down, and I said, "Uh, excuse me. I'm photographing uh, for a coffee table book for the cathedral, and I'm trying to find a view to the cathedral uh, from an office up here. Do you know anyone that might have an office? And he said, I do. And I went, really? And I said, "Uh, does it look at the cathedral? And he said, yes. And uh, I said, would you mind if I take a look? Because I was thinking it would be an awkward view. Mm -hmm. So he walks me down these halls, and we go into this office. He's obviously a CEO or something. And he walks me into his office. It's a corner office. And in front of me is the view I'm looking for. Oh, wow. And it was... Did per- you do it, do it through glass? Through glass. Okay. I, you put your camera right up next to the glass so it doesn't have reflections on it. Yeah. And if you look at the photograph, you won't see any reflections. Um, I'm looking out there. It's perfectly lit. Um, it's the middle of the week, like a work week, downtown Dallas. And I'm photographing it. I was done in less than five minutes because it was exactly what I needed. I was ready. I had all my equipment out. I I was just set to go. Got the shot. Then I opened it later, looked at it. I looked at it again, and I noticed there were no people on the street or going in and out of the cathedral, which is super busy at that time of day. And then I looked again, and there's two streets that intersect in front of the cathedral, and there's no cars on either one of the streets, and it's like wow. on a Tuesday at lunch. Is that good, though? Yes. I mean, that's yeah. what you wanted. Yes. Yeah, right. And it, it's like, that'll never happen. Yeah. And even now, 
they've built a bunch of buildings around it that the view's not there anymore. That shot's gone. Yeah. That's why when you think about photography, there are moments that last. Yeah. And when you made them, they're never the same. Right. Because a lot of people like to go try and copy your photographs, and I'm going... No, that picture won't right, be there. <laughs> right, right. You can't, we can't re- recreate can't re- that. Recreate so it. now, nowadays, everybody's a photographer because we all have our iPhones and we're all snapping, you know, a lot of pictures. What, what, what makes a good photographer? What makes for a great photographer as opposed to just somebody that, you know, you know, what, what's, what's the, the, okay. Is, I know there's apparently there's a little bit of luck or some, uh, proper, you know, some, yeah, like you say, that situation right there, uh, either got incidents or luck or what have you, but what else? Well, it's like God's, God gives us all a gift. Yeah. And sometimes you have to discover your gift. And it's like discovering God in your life as a, as in a mature individual. And in many ways, the artistry of working with creation, and as Pope John Paul II said in his letters to artists, our letter to artists, we can't create from nothing. Only God, ex nihilo, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, can make something from nothing. But we can recreate what God has created and mm-hmm. make art yeah. from his creation. And that, that really stuck with me. That was later on. But early on, in there is a passion that you have for doing something because this is not the kind of a career that you tell your parents – I decided <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be a photographer. Yeah, you live they, in their basement, right? Yeah. <laughs> they think they're going to be yeah. supporting you, and so I only took a couple of years, and then I did my military service. I photographed and was able when we were overseas uh, in like Hong Kong and Japan. You know, we can buy things on Navy discount. I was in the Navy, uh, and you can go to the either like. A retail camera store, things were a lot cheaper overseas than here, stateside. And if you buy them from the, uh, the, the, the Navy Exchange, which is like the store, uh, they carry equipment too and we get a discount because mm-hmm. we're in active duty. And so I was able to buy equipment over there and I was shooting pictures, you know, from the ship. And we send pictures to Stars and Stripes, which is a publication for the military. It's a good old publication. And so that just kind of fed my desire to do this. And I met some other people that were serious amateurs at that time. And they had amazing amount of equipment. But no matter how much equipment you have, it's not really the equipment. Mm-hmm. It's... The content yeah. of the imaging that you see, and that's that has to do with seeing and how you see. Yeah, um, this is what I pointed out during my reception comments the other night. Um, the world we live in is actually very mystical and supernatural, but because we see it ordinary, because we live in it, we're used to it. Yeah, it doesn't seem special. Yeah, but as an artist. When I look at the world, it seems completely mysterious. Yeah. I did a photo shoot at the Carmelite Monastery. One day I called out there, it was snowing. And they had allowed me, I don't know, that's a, if you know, that's a cloistered yeah. uh, monastery, uh, uh, Order of Nuns, Infant Jesus of Prague. And 
But because I was a patron, I donated and took care, helped take care of them. And my wife has done work for them too, um, helped them out. Uh, I became a friend. Yeah. And they let me go in and go behind the cage and see them, photograph them, the, the nuns and the sisters. I actually photographed a funeral over there because they actually bury the deceased nuns. I, I, I have a friend of mine that's buried over there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an amazing thing. Yeah. Um, can I, can I ask sure. you, cause I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna look conscious of the time. Okay. Diane's giving me time cues. Uh, many, many people are gonna think, come on, ask him one question about the Cowboys. And oh, so, sure. uh, tell us how, how, how was that connection made with the Cowboys? So I'm down in Houston. Um, I had been living in California. And I played sports in high school, and I played sports tournament tennis. Um, and I was playing tennis and got seriously injured in California in Carmel when I was living out there and had to come back to Texas to recu- recuperate, recover. And this was back in the 70s, uh, early 70s. <laughs> That's what made me end up back in Texas. And then I met my future wife. And... She knew I wanted to do this for a living, so she went to work so I could start a photography studio. Well, one of my clients early on was the Houston Oilers back then. It was not the Texans. It was the Oilers. And I was shooting for them, and the client that I was shooting for them for also did work for the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And they wanted me to come up there and do a job for them. And so we go up to Dallas. We photograph. They like it. Um, then uh, Tex Schramm and Tom Landry and Suzanne Mitchell um, asked me to start working regularly. And they said, you know, Ron, you should move up here. And shortly thereafter, because we were commuting from mm-hmm. Houston to Dallas on weekends. Yeah. And so that's how that got started. And you always tra- travel with the team? Yes. Uh, okay. And, 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 Which is like going around with a rock band because right. there are stars everywhere, especially during the early 90s when the team really started getting good. Um, and they were getting all of these elite athletes, Emmett Smith, Mike Irvin, Troy Aikman, uh, Deion Sanders. Yeah. Um, they were just like superstars, yeah. athletes. Well, what are... Um I know the, the one of the answers to this, but uh, describe for our listeners uh, a few of your more iconic pictures, especially in sports. There's the one, of course, with the, the what they call the triplets, right, of uh, Irvin and, and Aikman and Smith. I, I think most people have seen this. It's a rare shot. Uh, is is that your? Would you consider that to be your most that's fam- kind of famous the quintess- picture? Yes, that's the most quintessential cowboy image from that era. Yeah, that captured that. In fact, the Jones family had come up to me when we moved from Texas Stadium to the new stadium, and they wanted to use that photograph big over there and ultimately if you've ever been to at&t stadium and go to the pro shop they made a signature line of my photography which includes that photo that's blown up very Mm -hmm. big you can see it on my website ronsaintangelo.com or saintangelosports.com and see some of the letters and um sort of commendations that i got from the cowboys around that work yeah yeah so uh being at a game like that You've got to you got to move around, right? Because you can't be on the twenty yard line when the action's uh, at the forty or forty five. You got to you got to be in shape, don't you? 
You'd be, you really do. Yeah, and be in the end zone when they're driving and run you, with did, your equipment. Did you have all access? Anywhere, I did. Anywhere I had an official. I had an official pass, official credential. Okay. So I could go anywhere. Locker room. Locker room. Yeah. And once again, if you go to my website, you can see those kind of photographs. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So you you've kind of done it all. I mean, you you you've done photography. It and, was my dream come true yeah and and so now you've got a studio in dallas and you've got and you've you are you focusing almost exclusively on religious art now okay i've devoted the rest of my life and i don't take um compensation for my work anymore i i I gift all my photography okay and that's kind of as a result of this exhibit i gifted my archive both to the Diocese of Dallas and to uh, the University of Dallas, uh-huh. which is being celebrated here uh, for the contribution I made. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I told them, uh, I'm still adding on because uh, I'm still shooting, and I've got jobs upcoming in very special places that I'm really excited uh, to be going to. And just as an aside, during the exhibit, one of the um, – uh, the people that were helping set it up, she came out and she showed me this bottle of wine that they make the for University of Dallas. And mm-hmm. I said, where, where did this come from? And she said, our Rome campus, there's a vineyard that they make this custom wine. And I said, well, I'd like to photograph in Rome. I've got an idea for a project on the Linton churches, the station churches of Rome. And these are old ancient churches, um, and she said, well, we'll help you set that up because we have a campus in Rome. Mm. And actually, one of my professors, Chad Eglin, uh, is uh, – I took Philosophy of God from him, and he's over there now because mm. uh, I emailed him about coming to the exhibit. And he said, I'd love to, but I'm in Rome. So he couldn't make it. But um, that actually works out well because that gives me someone that I know mm. over there that can maybe help show me around. Yeah. You also have done uh, – in our doing work at EWTN, right? I am. And, uh, and tell us about that. Um, I'm a big fan of EWTN. Um, I'm a big fan of Mother Angelica. Mm-hmm. And I still watch your programs, uh, these old classic programs. She's so wise. Did she you ever re- meet, meet her? No, she had passed away. Uh, I know a lot of the people that knew her and around her. Um, and the staff there... It's like a family. It's very yeah. dedicated staff. And I know, um, I don't know Father Spitzer. He's yeah, Father Spitzer's Father Spitzer, yeah. I know Father Spitzer. I know Dr. David Andrews. I don't know if you mm. know David oh, Andrews. Yeah, yeah of course. He went to you, or, uh, or his son, I think. Uh, wait a minute. Did David tell me he went there? He may have gone there, um, but I know his son is going there now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's a really, really brilliant guy. Um, in fact, when I listened to him, on the call to communion show, which you probably carry. Yeah, yeah we do. Um, he reminds me of my UD professors. I mean, his yeah. knowledge yeah. is beyond. And every now and then he'll name drop some books that, you know, I'll, I'll write down the name of that book and I'll go look it up and get a copy of it and read mm-hmm. it. And I go, wow, this is an excellent yeah. book that I'd have never even thought to know where to find. Yeah, yeah. So, so the connection with the University of Dallas was through Dr. Sanford, the president? Of how that exhibit came to Braniff uh, at UD? Yeah, and actually through their um, kind of communications marketing team, yeah. kind of set it up at the president. Um, he was actually there and, and did the introduction. So it was really great working with him. said some very nice things about me. And they know 
because I kind of refused to take no for an answer. When I first contacted them that I wanted to go to the authentic graduate school, that um, not take all the preliminary classes because I already took those at University of Houston, mm-hmm. but they didn't really have a core or a setup for that. But they said I was so insistent and sincere that they just couldn't refuse me. And they, they commented. On- Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.